Admiral Ross never wants to play poker with Colonel Kira. Esri Dax hates Ractigino. And Dr. Wyckoff, please come to Isolation Ward 4 immediately. <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome to The Seventh Rule with Sirach Lofton. Hello, hello. My name is Ryan T. Husk. We are joined by a very, very special guest, Nicole DeBoer, who plays, of course, Esri Dax today. Uh, we're doing a review of Deep Space Nine Season 2 episode, sorry, season seven, episode two, <laughs> Shadows and Symbols, which is the big Esri Dax coming out party. It's written by Ira Stephen Bear and Hans Beimler, directed by Alan Craker. This is October 7th, 1998. Where were you? How are you guys doing? I'm doing very, very well. Welcome, Nikki. We can't hear you, Nikki. Sorry. Nikki. Hello, hello. There she is. <laughs> in season seven. So exciting. Yeah, we made it. We finally made it to Esri Dax. And Aww. we got a little glimpse of you in the, the first episode, yep. right at the last second. They gave us the teaser to kind of pull us into this episode. Right. Just at that very end there. Just at the very end, like here, get him some more. And it was great because Thanks. it was yeah. it was unexpected. Yeah. Was yeah, you know what you Ciroc and I. Hang on, oh, sorry. sorry. I was just gonna say. Remember, Sirak, last week when we reviewed that episode and we saw you, Nikki, just show up in the last five oh, yeah. seconds. We were both hit by like, wow, she just like blew up the scenery right there with just like two <laughs> lines. Yeah. Like, like I remembered that you came in then, but I never noticed like. It, it was just perfect. Like you were like glowing and you had all your, your face was saying so many things and just like two lines. Yeah. We were really blown away by that. And if you don't believe me, check yeah. the tape. We, we did say, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it was great. Great Thanks, to see guys. You. I remember that moment. It was, and continuing on into this episode, it was, I had a lot of, I, I'm glad it was coming off me. I had a lot of nerves. I had a lot of excitement. That's kind of what you feel when you're looking at you at that moment. There's so much expression in your face. And like Ryan said, you're glowing right from the beginning. And um, there's this feeling of familiarity, like just wholesomeness. And, um, you know, we want to get to know what your story is. And I think it's, it's just a great introduction for you to be right at the tail end of the last episode. And then a huge part of this episode, um, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, just, you know, seeing you kind of really uh, dealing with all the emotions of, 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 of being in this body or, you know, inhabiting this body. What was the preparation like for you taking on this role? It was just, I didn't get a whole lot. I got, you know, that, but everything from the moment I read the audition, as I've said before on, I just knew this was my role. It just felt right for me you know so everything felt really good about it and I moved to LA very quickly and I went and got my wardrobe and, and all of that and it was all very exciting and they gave me a few episodes to watch and I was living at the Magic Hotel at the time I didn't even have an apartment yet wow. and um yeah but it was so exciting and that do you I, do you remember oh sorry do you remember i, I remember learning my lines and and just loving them just loving my lines loving everything yeah. i could already see the scene and coming in mm. and seeing you guys and i was so excited to get there and um i'd already watched your i just loved the relationship 
between Benjamin and Jake, you know, in the episodes that they gave me to watch, I just thought it was beautiful. And by that time, you know, your characters have grown so much and that relationship is such a strong, pivotal part of the, the series. And, and I felt that from the stuff that I'd watched beforehand. So knowing that I was coming into this scene on Earth, too, which I kind of really liked that it was on Earth. Mm-hmm. And with you three gentlemen, um, yeah, gave, gave it also that wholesomeness to have the 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 generations of you three guys there, and that Cisco was going to um, welcome me and see Dax right away, even though I'm in this petite package, you know, this little <laughs> elfin package now, but he still sees me and welcomes me. Um, mm-hmm. So when I read that, I just got tingles and I was just like, and so when I got to the set and saw you guys there, um, it was just perfect. It looked just perfect. And I couldn't wait to get in there and play. And then, you know, I mean, Avery Brooks, he just give, gives me that smile and that welcoming. And it just all felt so great. I remember that in the moment and Brock Peters too. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been Brock Peters's last episode. I haven't checked, but I think it might've been his last one. Do you remember what the episodes were, the Deep Space Nine episodes were that they gave you to watch to, to prep you? Um, the, uh, the, the, the finale from before, uh-huh. um, Emissary, uh, and I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember the names right now, but they only gave me a few. Mm-hmm. So beginning- Now you were auditioning from Toronto? Or were you were you in Canada at the time when you were auditioning or were you in- Just the very, the very first initial, you know, audition was like a self-tape that I sent in from, okay. from Canada when I was filming in Newfoundland. And then they flew me down for the, for the test. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, did, was there any kind of um, notes about the the Jadzia decks and what they wanted for you to keep or change or was it just like the main note yeah the main note was don't worry about that we just want you to think about her as a new character Mm. so um that's kind of what they said which was really helpful I think you know it didn't make me stress out so much about it right um but then I did see I mean, I couldn't sit down and watch six seasons, you know, at that point, it was literally, I came in, I got the part and I was filming, you know, within a week or so. And as I say, I didn't have a place to live or anything at that point. So I couldn't have watched all of it at that point. So they were just like, don't worry. (laughs) Like, it's going to be fine. It'll be in the writing. It'll all be there. You're Mm. a new character. And I was like, okay. So it was a lot of trusting them on that. Um, and I did, I just did trust them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as I went along, like later in, in um, Image in the Sand, there was a moment for sure where I was like, you know, where with Garrick and then Nana comes in and I realized, oh, this is the spot where, where Jadzia died. Then in that moment, I was like, oh shit, people might not like me at all. <laughs> like, cause I just really felt it in that moment. Like I've replaced someone of loved character, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the well, beauty of that character is that it the character begins with as a replacement herself, essentially, right? 
yeah um be, being curzon you know formerly yeah. curzon or, or whatever so she's um, there yeah. in me you know and then she's well, a link she's a link for everybody mourning her it's lovely because then i can be this link to her for them too and I think that's one of the beautiful things that's expressed in this uh, opening appearance of your character is the um, realization that the people who are suffering from the loss of Jadzia, mm -hmm. that they have, that they actually get a piece of yeah. her back. Yeah. So where you see that they, people might hate you, I think that people love you because it's like, oh, I get a little bit of her back. I get some essence of her back. I get the memories right. and the story and, the, and, you know, the history back, even though it's encapsulated in a whole new person with a whole new perspective. So uh, I think it's a beautiful thing that you're kind of coming back and you showed the right level of nervousness. When I watch your performance in as coming back, you start talking a lot. You're like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that performance. Cause it's like, it feels natural that you're just like, yeah, just probably overwhelmed with all of this, emotion and knowledge about past lives and stuff mm -hmm. and i knew that i was never going to be able to be jadzia nor did the writers right. that they want me to be jadzia so i was like this is what i'm going to be you know i'm going to be something very different but but light and i definitely wanted to bring a light in with me mm -hmm. seems like they did a good job the writers of making it very clear immediately to the audience that this was going to be a different character. Yeah. And uh, you obviously portrayed that beautifully, but I think they wanted to make it very clear right away because mm -hmm. otherwise the writing, the acting, everything goes under the scrutiny of, wait a minute, this isn't the same character. But if they establish that right away, this is a totally different mm -hmm. character. She right. has the memories, she has the ties, but this is a different person. Uh, you know, this, this, this person has the personality of Esri Dax. So I think it's really cool when, when you say, uh, that they told you right away, don't worry, this is this is a different character. And I thought it was really good that they established that right away. Did they give you any other kind of hints other than the writing as to what your character would be like? Or did they just say, you know what, we like the way you read in the audition, just keep doing that? Yeah, pretty much that. Pretty much that. Just keep doing that. It's not like they tell you what's what's coming down the line or anything either. You know, <laughs> you get the script and you find out. But it was, yeah, pretty much like you got the part for a reason. Just keep doing what you did at the audition. You know, like keep bringing that to the table sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the writing, um, I thought they did a good job in this episode. Um, a personal kind of connection with Cisco, but also like there were there were lines that you were able to cross because of your past history yeah. with him. Like um, when you when you're like, I'm going to go with you guys. That was right off the top. It's like, OK, you're going to come like not too many people will be able to force their way into Cisco's schedule. Right. And that Cisco would be here. happy about it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that right off top. You're like, I'm coming. Um, and I love the line you gave to which I thought you delivered excellently where you're like, aren't you guys glad you brought me along? <laughs> everything was going to, you know, going to shit. And you're like, Hey, aren't you happy that you brought me? It was like, so I love that delivery. Um, but also, and, and there was another one. Did I get the, did you get taller or did I just get taller? <laughs> another? Yes. Beautiful. Did you get taller? 
Nuggets Monk. Yes, it was, yeah. it was just beautiful, especially for the history of the character. It was but, so um, fun. The writing was so great. Like I yeah. said, when I read it beforehand, I was like, oh my God, I see it. I can't wait. And then when I got there with you guys, I mean, it just was ma like magic, you know? Yeah. And then like what I was saying was also like, so because Cisco is kind of um, losing his mind in this yeah. episode, right? You're yeah. able, you're, you're playing the, the person who like tries to like bring him back into reality and right. Like write the ship or, or be some kind of um, uh, lighthouse for him so that he can sure. find his way. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm the old man and I'm there and his time. Of, right. He's kind of losing his mind here, you know? And so I show up, but that's like, Thank, thank goodness that, you know, Avery would allow me that. And Avery's such a great actor. Look at this tiny little girl, you know, and be like, you know, I feel, right. I feel better in her presence. Because <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> but you you kind of, your character kind of needed that endorsement, at, like, as that's in like, right. that's introducing exactly. this new character. Uh, yeah. If you are going 100%. to be a character that is beloved and that is going to be a main or a lead, you know, it, unless you're a villain, if you need to be part of the main crew, then they need to to know this. And that kind of, you know, endorsement or acknowledgement yeah. from the lead, That's you great. know, basically tells us she's with us. Don't worry about it. She's with us. It's all good. And for me as an actor coming in, knowing that I was coming in the seventh season, going to, you know, work with all these characters and stuff that was that helped me immensely for my first scene to be with him and getting that endorsement you know mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. really really made a difference for me and i know you touched on it a, a little bit earlier but i thought it was so cool and again i've seen this before but re-watching it you catch so many new things i just thought it was so cool as you mentioned that your opening scenes your opening episode your opening plot was all about the cisco's uh, the Cisco and the Cisco's. Right, uh, and right. so you got to spend some special time just with Ciroc. You got to spend some special time just with Avery and Brock, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it was just such a great way to introduce you to the story and us to the character. And then it's like, you get an introduction to the show and the Cisco's. And then at the end of this episode, you get an introduction, a second introduction to Deep Space Nine yeah. itself. Did you feel like they were kind of bringing you in bit by bit that way? I mean, I don't know I guess if that was the intention or just the way the story, but it worked so well for mm. me as an actor coming in. And then I love that very last moment when I come to yeah. the station and I turn around and I look back at everybody I'm like, Warf, oh, we need to talk. No. That killed me. I actually laughed oh, out yeah. loud. <laughs> You're like, oh, hi, hi, hi. Warf, we need to talk. Right. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. So funny. It was so fun too. to play with that too. And have, you know, and then I was really there because I was a fan. I did watch Next Generation. I was like now oh. there with Michael Dorn, you know, as Warf and just saying that line to him. I was just like, oh, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this episode was super packed with a lot of stuff. And it's amazing to me that they were able to have, yeah. I felt like there were, there were three kind of major storylines in this episode yep. um there was the you know it was it was your character's introduction 
with the Cisco orb search, which I love that whole, mm. I, I really love the outfits too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the outfits Sorak, were so Sorak cool. Sorak loves I, treasure hunt episodes. Those are his favorite. So he's like all about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I drew, I drew my little, this is my little sketch of the- uh, Oh, wow. The stuff that they were wearing with the backpack. That's so cool. <laughs> but I love, uh, I love the outfits and, it reminded me because like now on the new Star Trek, every episode they have the coolest outfits. They have a, I you know, know, an away mission outfit. They have just the relaxing outfit. They have like more outfits. Than <laughs> so many outfits. Yeah, right? whereas old school Star so Trek, cool. you guys would sleep <laughs> in your Starfleet yeah. uniforms. Every time there's yeah. a <laughs> right. they're still in their Starfleet uniforms. <laughs> right. Now there's an outfit for everything. There's a Star, Starfleet logo, the communicator, but it's a jogging suit. It's a, <laughs> it's a workout thing. It's a basketball uh, outfit. So now yeah. it's multiple things. But uh, just seeing that made me remind me that, oh, we had our own little cool little, you know, sand over us. Lawrence of Arabia, Arabia outfit. <laughs> 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 uh, so I really love that kind of uh, introduction. I thought it was clever that they were able to weave in all of these major storylines with mm -hmm. the introduction of your character, which is, is a lot to do just to that in itself, but also resolving this profit experience with Cisco and his, you know, wrestling with himself of being this emissary character um them closing the dax thing at the same time they're bringing you in i thought yes. that is also clever um very clever because on one yeah one side when they cut it's about closure for dax mm -hmm. i mean for jadzia for jadzia, and, for jadzia and, and the closure there yeah and and they don't even know that you exist which is another right. kind of great thing because you right. here you are on the other side you pop back up again and it's like oh <laughs> That might have even changed their whole narrative on this side had they known that you were there. But I love that yeah. they were they had these dueling storylines going on. I thought made it even better for highlighting how special your presence was. Mm -hmm. Totally, I agree. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about the kind of the same thing. That almost seemed like the crux of the episode. There was right, and I. Again, this was something I didn't catch the first time. You know, I just kind of watched it like a dummy and just was like, wow, this is so cool. But now I look at it more deeply and <clears throat> it was really interesting that Worf gets his closure and all the other friends get their closure. But, but specifically, especially Worf gets his closure. And he's like, finally, my my wife can rest, you know, like because he thinks she's in this middle zone where she's not really Awful finally my wife can rest. Yeah. And then he yeah. turns around and it's almost like a resurrection. It's like, it was almost <laughs> as if the timing were waiting for him to mm. have his closure before he was ready for, you mm. know, this, this new, you know, situation. <laughs> to yeah. Up. yeah. Thank goodness she was in Stovacora by then. Yeah. Cause if she showed up <laughs> before that, he'd be like, hang on, this is getting really good. You go back outside. Let me do this other thing first. Yeah. Did they, did they walk you through the whole uh, Dax makeup experience beforehand and say, this is what to expect? Or was that something that just hits you by surprise? I can't remember. Um, I don't think so. I think it was all just like, like <laughs> show up, throw you in this outfit, show up on this day. Wardrobe fitting, fitting, no, go here, go there. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. 
But was it West? Was it Michael Westmore doing the? Uh, yeah. Doing your... Yeah, I had um, just my pretty makeup um, done first by. Oh gosh, why can't I think of her name? What was her name? Uh. <laughs> was it Kim? Uh, Karen. Was it Karen? Oh my God, Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Okay. Um, I just remember she would always talk like this. And, bah, 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 bah. Um, she was so cute. Uh, so cute. And then she, she would do my pretty makeup, just my regular makeup. And then Michael Westmore would come in and uh, with his like Starbucks and come in and do my, my spots, which was just so relaxing. It's just like these little brushes just tickling your, your face. And um, he would just do those every morning. So Seems we did like, like 99 of them by the end. Didn't take that long at all. By that time, he'd been doing it for years. He could do it with his eyes closed at that. He didn't even, there, and people would ask, you know, was there a, um, what do you call it? Um, no, he did it by hand. Did it by hand every day. I think he just enjoyed doing that. And he would come in and just chat about where. Yeah, I enjoy doing it too with a, a gorgeous Nicole DeVore. <laughs> <laughs> I really treasured that. That's really hard, you know? It was, it was lovely. So I felt, yeah, I did feel pretty spoiled in those, like those were lovely moments. And then I, I'd be like, oh, Michael, go on. Oh, was it a nice restaurant? And I'd look over and there would be Armin just like, he's on hour four or whatever. <laughs> wow. It does oh, seem man. like it would be almost a little therapeutic for him though, because of the just because of the way the design was of the makeup, it was almost, you know, almost like a, like putting a puzzle together, you know, it's like a relaxing mm -hmm. thing where with him, you know, he's just doing each individual little design. He probably has it completely memorized in his head by at then. some point. I exactly. Yeah. I bet you it's identical at some point. It's just, this, he yep. starts with the same set of patterns. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he does. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's cool. I, did he ever hold up like a sheet of paper that told that showed exactly what the design was supposed to be, or was it just always by memory? No, just all just by hand every day. Just you know, it was always a little different. And then he would number it right down here. It was just like an orange and greeny brown, just kind of two colors, really. And um, that I could tell, yeah, I think so. And then he would mm -hmm. number it with Roman numerals down here. And, and now, on, um, and how when... he, put a, he drew a little pumpkin. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, <laughs> I know you have to look close for that oh, one. Uh, a pumpkin. All right, we will look for that. Because it was orange paint and yeah. it was Halloween, so hmm. okay. That's a real uh, Easter egg right there. Yeah. So we've got a lot. I have more no idea that. what episode that would have been in, but I had a. Pumpkin. We'll check though. We're gonna be watching. <laughs> it was on your right side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We'll check for that. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. We do have to go to a very quick break. Everybody at home. And I specifically want to know the interaction between the two of you personally. I want to, you know, because this is, this was what you shot first, I'm assuming. And I also assume that it might've been pretty hot where you guys were because it must've oh, been August, God. but we'll talk about all that good stuff. Uh, everybody stick around. We'll be right back on the seventh rule. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back to The Seventh Rule with Sirach Lofton and Nicole DeBoer. Hi. We are doing a review of Deep Space Nine Season 7, Episode 2, of course, Shadows and Symbols. Uh, let's do the uh, trivioids very quickly. These are the trivia pieces that may or may not have made the cutting room floor at the opening segment. Uh, Quark volunteers for a Klingon mission. Esri gets space sick. Cisco is a lot happier ever since Esri showed up. Esri Dax hates Ractagino. Quark wants Worf to thank him. Damar and Siana met at the dinner honoring Leggett, sorry, Leggett Hovat. Uh, Dr. Wyckoff, please come to Isolation Ward 4 immediately. 14 Romulan warbirds are on their way to Derna, and Admiral Ross never wants to play poker with Colonel Kira. Those were the trivioids of the week, if I said them correctly. So, okay, this was episode two. So you guys obviously wrote, or you obviously shot this in August, right? Since it, well, October 7th, either July even, you think. It was July when we started. It might have been the very end of July, so the beginning of August. Wow. Cool. And that was the desert, right? So how hot yeah. was that? I kept trying to watch to see. You guys were relatively dry considering. I thought you guys would just be drenched. Uh, it was hot. I mean, I'd never been. I mean, it was really cool. It was really cool to go and do this desert, you know, planet stuff. Really cool. But man, was it hot. Oh my God. You remember that? <laughs> yes, that was I do. Crazy. Yes, I do. I hated all the desert stuff. It looks great on film. Listen, uh, I, t- I was so glad to get back to that studio. And ever <laughs> since then, I, I, am a, I love to work in a, in a controlled climate environment. I like to be in a studio. I am not good with weather, heat. I'm overheating. If it's cold, back when I had my contact lenses, then my eyes were water. I mm. said, have watery eyes. I mean, mm-mm. so I did not. <laughs> enjoy being out in that desert uh thankfully i had it stand in i met my stand in on that episode jennifer she was amazing because mm. they would send her out there <laughs> to stand <laughs> in the heat for most of the time <laughs> gone and we were all doing that like uh taking like handkerchiefs and putting them in fr- freezer what was it they would put it in oh, like a yeah. bucket of some kind of cooling gel and then you tie it around your neck. It was so hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. You actually really look uh, unfazed by the weather on film. Yeah. So I couldn't tell. Well, I, was looking for, I was looking for uncomfort, even on my own. But uh, I, actually, I wrote as one of my notes. I was like, Joseph Sisko is too old for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. What oh, I, yes. I was like, that was like, what the hell? That's true. Doing? No, I remember us all saying that. This is not good. We're concerned for Brock. This is not good for Mr. Peters. That was not good. (laughs) It was scary. I can't walk up these mountain desert dunes. I remember that. He's too old. This is elder abuse. He shouldn't be doing this. He's paid his dues already, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, just, you know, tell them about it when you get back. Let them sit under a, the shade of a tree. Exactly. No, and I remember people saying that, like, don't put him out there unless he's got to be out there. Like, just wait to the last second. Yeah, that I was that thirsty thinking about it. I had to think of a sip of water. It was so hard. <laughs> Look at watching him. You saw him really struggling to get up there. And I re- I remember, you know, he was really, he was leaning on me, you know, maybe yeah. using me as a support because it's not easy for him at his age to be doing that heavy hiking. Yeah, in the sand. And I was, was thinking, well, this is not the best. And then I was thinking, why don't they just beam closer to where they need to be at? Like I, I, all this walking, I said, <laughs> I'd be beaming everywhere, guys. They'll be like, where, where do you got to go? Point. Down to the corner store. Uh, we'll just beam me over there. I don't feel like That's walking. right. You're right. Why are we walking so much? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cisco's crazy. So why are we following the crazy guy? <laughs> that was a great line, too, by the way. You're like, have you always been there? You seem like you're getting stranger. That yeah. actually made me laugh out loud because yeah. the audience knows. We all know that he's yeah. just tripping out on some kind of little thing or, oh, boy, here he goes again. But your character is just like, I remember him being so calm and collected. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yes. Totally. It does. No, yeah. I like that. I didn't expect to see my, uh, my character kind of bounce off of him when he touched him. I, I forgot that whole thing. Mm. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I forgot because I wasn't there for that stunt. I'm pretty sure Todd, uh, my stand-in, was doing that stunt um because i don't remember getting flown back 20 yards you know <laughs> yeah no that wasn't you that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't me that was not me but uh i did oh my like god i remember of- now yeah. you were not yeah it. i remember you not digging it out there <laughs> no you know i hate dirt i hate no, dirt, I, dirt. <laughs> I, I just don't like dirt and bugs so i'm not the best for stuff you know Dirt and bugs. I'm, I'm like I'm like a sterile environment too. With yeah, dirt me too, me yeah. too. But you know what? It looked really cool, and our outfits were. It cool looks good. It looks yeah. good, and it adds. It, it, it's like the the time that I liked the outdoor was the baseball game day. <laughs> oh yeah, when we filmed "Take Me Out to the Halls," because then we were playing baseball. So I was wearing a baseball uniform. We're at a baseball field. So I, then you can just like when they say cut, you're still throwing the ball around. And everybody's right. just, you know play, playing. But uh, when you're in the desert, it's like there's nothing to do except for grab a water and try to. There stand was in nothing the there. We were just on place. that sand hill. Yeah. That was it. But it was cool again because I think back to like you know Kirk and the crew. You're mm-hmm. you're out on the planet, and I knew it was somewhere in California, you know. And so here yeah. I was. I'm out there. I'm like, this is cool. Okay, but I can't wait to get back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, well, first of all, I, I thought it was a good writer's touch for them to have your character pick up the water rations from Cisco's mm. bag when he drops it. Mm. And you kind of mm. pick it up just thinking ahead like, hey, we might need this later right. on. I thought that was just good writing and it was smart. But then there was the moment where Jake is giving uh, Joseph Cisco his grandpa, is one of those water rations. And that triggered a memory for me of the day. Like I remembered that moment all of a sudden because I remembered the first time I opened that little thing, I tore it all the way up. And when you tear it all the way up and somebody tries to drink it, <laughs> it, 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 it comes splashing out on your Way face. to go. So I, I got Brock, Brock 
did not like it like that. So I remember right. if you rewatch the episode when I tear it, I, I do a little just a tiny there. little piece. I didn't notice that actually. <laughs> and you did it really fast. Like you had a lot of practice. I was like, did he, was that pre torn yeah. or did he, cause you just did a little whoop, right off and yeah, it's perfect. Now I remember that adjusting for baby tear because Brock had to drink. And the, and if you look, I kind of look over to see if he's not going to spill a whole bunch of water right. out on his shirt because that defeats yeah. the whole purpose. And now I remember like, you know, I'm in this part of the scene. I'm going to check back at you guys coming up. Over. <laughs> Just like yeah. you were miserable. <laughs> Super miserable out there. And you know, Brock Poor did Brock. not like that. You know, Brock no. wasn't happy. He wasn't. Yeah. He was like, what the hell they need me here yeah. for? <laughs> I can oh, be in my restaurant. Brock. Yeah. Uh, but I did like, uh, uh, Nicole, the scene that we had, I thought was really special. Um, it was just a small little moment in the hallway, kind of the doorway yep. scene. Yeah. And, and I uh, love that scene. yeah, it was really good. You were like, yeah, I'm a ship counselor. And I was like, counselor, <laughs> like you're, you're so emotional and you're so all over the place. Like you're counseling people. Like, I thought that was a nice little moment between us, you know, therapist. You're like, yeah, you know, uh, a little surprising. That was what you said. And that was the rock to Gino scene. That's when you were like, I hate this rock to Gino. I remember. Uh, I, I remember. And you were so taller than me. And you're like, see, young guy. And you're all like, cool. And you're like, you know, see you in your car <laughs> pulling up outside. Oh. On the lawn. But, <laughs> but you were so great. I mean, you had this part. Your character had grown so much. I just, it was just really fun to play. And we would joke around. It, you know, I just, I, it just felt great. I love that scene between us. And I, can still remember standing in there, you know, doing that with you. And it was just a really cute moment with us. Do you guys actually remember your first impressions? I guess this would be for the first episode. <laughs> because, I mean, Nikki, you basically saw Ciroc as a 13-year-old when you watched the first episode. And then more recently later on, you're like, okay, I think I got an idea. And then you see this tall guy yeah. driving his car, like you mentioned. Yeah. Do you guys remember, like, <laughs> your first impressions? Was it, were there nerves or were you just seemed everything was friendly and fun it just felt good to me i i, I remember i it wasn't more it was more later when aaron would come into the mix that there would yeah. be more you know and but it yeah, was yeah. it just felt very nice uh with rock because we were the yeah, younger I, ones that again aaron i hadn't yeah. met aaron at that point so mm -hmm. it, you know we felt it's still an age difference but you know what i mean like the younger ones <laughs> I just thought you were super sweet and, um, you know, just like really eager and professional and aware. And you were, you know, always listening and just soaking up everything. Um, but I just thought how sweet you were, how kind you were and how mm. well-spoken. And I was like, because some, some people, actors, uh, you know, all kinds of actors, uh, have certain kind of chips on their shoulders or arrogance or different Name names. qualities that no, I'm, just kidding. Uh, I'm not going to start, <laughs> with but certain actors can have a chip on their shoulder. They can walk in thinking that they're better than people or, or they could melt under the moment too and just feel inadequate. And like, this is too much for me. And, and, and it's, it's, it's uh, overwhelming. I thought you did an excellent job of just, you know, you're coming into a show that's already, you know, established already almost, you know, on its last season already. And you fit in as fast as you could possibly fit into a cast, in my opinion. So oh, thanks. I thought, that's what it felt like. It really that's felt what I like felt. that. Mm. It really that's how felt, I felt like that. Like you were instantly 
just like boom in and because of your personality because you're so gracious because you're so warm because you're so pleasant because you're so bright and articulate and and just able to get all the beats that they wanted to get done too and translate all of this in 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 such subtle ways Um, and i I do too i've i'd never been on a show for six seven years i've been on a show for a year a whole year so i know i know what it felt feels like to be a series regular and you know, you're enjoying it, but you've been doing it a long time or whatever. So it's it's nice to have that injection of someone who's yeah. like so grateful to have just gotten this part, you know, and there's that energy that you bring to it too. And then it, you know, I know how that can feel that can revive you again too. It's like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun energy to bring into it. Cause I've been on the other side of it too, but it, everything just felt like it fit so well. Like it just really did felt like I was meant to be there. And I just felt like I knew you guys already, you know, it was, it just really felt right. seems like it also brings a a breath of fresh air uh, for the writers because now they've got a fun new character with which to work, you know, like it it kind of breathes new life into their creative process. I mean, they're obviously, they're losing a piece that they love, Mm -hmm. but getting something new creates new storylines and new situations and something new to play with something new to think about. And I'm sure uh, what you, what you guys feel as actors, the writers also feel that, that kind of a breath of fresh creativity. Now at the same time, I didn't fully understand everything that was going on. <laughs> I, mean, I was just kind of faking, faking it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a lot of storyline and, you know, you're the emissary and there's the chore. And I was like, I don't really totally get it. <laughs> I'm just going to act like I do. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing that, um, you know, when we interviewed with uh, Terry, she said that she was intimidated by Avery because he's had so much skill as an actor. And she basically said in the beginning to go easy on her for all yeah. intents and purpose and, and, and felt like he did, he made it easier for her and didn't really, did you feel like Avery did that for you as well? Like not like really try to, did he make it easy for you? Did not that you weren't capable, but did he make it easy for you and not difficult for you when you first got there? Was it easy for you welcoming and like, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, like I say, from walking into that, that scene with you, with you three gentlemen, I mean, and him giving me that validation. And that's where the, when you saw me interact with him that day, that was the first time that I interact and just everything always felt that same way with him. I loved my scenes with mm. Avery Clarks. I loved them. They felt so natural, so good, um, so fun. He's very playful and very fun. And I just, you know, he really can be. And um, and I was just like very cheeky. And I, I, you know, I felt very confident in in being Esri. I was like, I don't see anyone around here who could be Esri. I'm Esri. So I felt confident in that, Mm. you know, Um, and the writing was great. And of course, he's such a great actor. So I loved all my scenes with him. You know, that, that one where I'm upside down later. And like, I just remember really enjoying that scene. Um, even when he's like giving me a little bit of hell, you know, he's yelling at me a bit. I mean, I, I love all of it because he gives me that smirk, you know, um, just so great. Yeah. 
You know, uh, I, I was going to ask you uh, if you had any specifics of things that he did that were were fun or wry or playful, because we see it all the time with in scenes with Ciroc, with Avery and Ciroc, where he adds like the, the towel whip or, you know, or he <laughs> yeah. gives him a punch or he goes like, OK, and like makes fun of him a little bit. Like so many, so many things in one episode, he actually yeah. says hammock time. Like they're setting up a yeah. hammock and you know, yeah. that wasn't written in that he goes in the nineties, Avery Brooks decides to go hammock time. And they're putting time. up a hammock. So there are all these playful little things. It seems like he kind of embraced you as well as, as somebody with which he felt comfortable being playful. Did you have any specifics? You kind of gave us one about the smirk that you said earlier, yeah. but. Yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't so much between the scenes, you know, it, it was, I think he just thought I was a crazy little elf from Canada. Like I was elf. just sort of sprightly, like do, 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 do. And someone heard me say, I've got, oh, I'm doing my scene with Avery. And they went, did you just call him Avery? Oops. That's, oh my God. I'm like, why? And they're like, it's Mr. Brooks. I mean, whoa, you called him. Did you call him Avery to his face? And I was like, that's, yeah. <laughs> name i didn't know they're like oh it's mr brooks i was like oh well i didn't know that sorry then i came back out to set and we were doing that scene where i'm upside down and stuff and then i was like oh mr brooks and i grabbed his hands and i bent down in front of him and i kissed his knuckles or something i was like mr brooks mr brooks and he was like Look at me. It was like, what is wrong with this child, right? And uh, he's just laughing at me. And yeah, I just, I, I just came in with that sort of energy with him because I feel like it was obvious as well how much I respected him as an actor. I mean, it just was mm. unspoken, you know. So um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Some people you get along with, some people you don't. We just worked well as actors Love together it. and stuff, but we weren't like goofing around a lot between the scenes or anything, but as soon as it was action, it was, it was just on and it was, it felt like playing, you know, mm. it was great. Yeah. And Avery plays a lot with his, uh, pauses. Yeah. His looks. Yeah. His yeah. Eye, eye looks. He'll yep. give you a pause. Yep. Uh, he'll kind of, bend, yeah. he'll just, he'll stretch a moment out mm. where you're like <laughs> he like all this stuff starts to bubble in the air just off of the that line where he the says camera. am i intimidating you or whatever <laughs> like, yeah. you know and i'm like so funny i think it's so good you mentioned uh uh aaron and he's not in this episode but you know he is our uh one of our guiding lights uh, in this yeah. show and the, really the reason we do it um mm -hmm. but aaron eisenberg um uh, how did you develop that kind of bond that you had with him so fast so so deep um you guys your guys chemistry is amazing i've watched you interact before and I just feel like you guys have known each other going back even before we met on this show. But it that's how felt like it. I just remember when he finally, when he came to set one day and he just had, had that amazing energy. He was so happy. 
was so freaking happy to be there all the time, you know, and so mm-hmm. grateful to be there and so happy and such a hard worker and such a great actor. Um, but he would just would come around and he wanted to check me out, you know, the new the new chick on the show. It's this new girl, you know. And so yeah. he was coming around and being <laughs> playful with me, you know. And he started that whole thing of like, hey, Nicole, and then giving me the, the bird or whatever. <laughs> oh, boy, that game. Yeah, that you got me crazy. And I was kind of like, okay. The middle finger game. And then, yeah, you know, I was like, all both, right. Uh, we both but, so he can be a little annoying at times. He can be kind of annoying. But yeah, um, that's in a very lovable way, you know, and he just wore yeah. me down. yes rock it seems like when you're asking what what aaron you know how they they became friends so quickly and Mm -hmm. easily knowing aaron it just kind of feels like aaron wouldn't have it any other way he was gonna force it's like okay new person all right we're gonna be great friends we're gonna get along and i'm gonna figure you out you know it it just seems like the whole thing out of you not being his friend so yeah, no, don't do that. She hates me. I know she hates me. Oh yeah, there she goes. There's that look in her eye. I know. I know Nicole. Exactly. That's all right. So it's either one. So you better. You can. It's easier to go with the friendship route because otherwise you can make your life more miserable. Yeah. No, he, he forced that on me a hundred percent. You know. Um, and then certainly over the years, the more I got to know him better over the years, going to conventions and stuff is when I really and having opportunities to go out for dinner with him and stuff. And then that's when, you know, it, it became. But back then, he mostly annoyed me in a good way, in a cute way. <laughs> <laughs> that's Aaron. That's it. He just he annoys you until you like it. Until you like that's right. it. But then, I mean, when we did. Place. It's only a paper moon. I mean, that was just so wonderful to work with. He was just so great in that episode. And um, yeah. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah. You know what? What other one's you know, coming up in just a couple of weeks, too, is actually take me out to the Hollow Suite. I didn't realize it was so early in the seventh season, but when oh. I peeked ahead, but we don't want to talk about that right. just yet. You were going to say something, Struck? No, I was going to say because Nicole mentioned earlier that, you know, she was worried that people are going to hate her or, or whatnot. And I mean, have, have have people given you any kind of sentiment negatively like that? Like, oh, you're, you know, whatever. You know, uh, online. I mean, I, mean, I mean, I know one or two people have, have done it, but it's not like a major. No, not really. No, no. no. To the, and no. to the opposite, like I've said, I went into my trailer and I hadn't even shot anything. And there were like two huge garbage bags of, I was like, what is that? And the AD said, oh, that's your mail, your fan mail. I was like, wow, fan mail. <laughs> I'm just barely oh. <clears throat> just wow. starting. I haven't, they haven't seen anything. So it was all this fan mail welcoming me to the welcoming, Star Trek universe, yeah. welcoming the show. So that was, I was like, wow, blown away by that. So mostly the opposite for yeah. sure. There's always people yeah. online, but we know we can't. I mean, there's that. always, the there's always someone. Online, yeah. But, you know. but that was the beginning of that stuff. You know, I mean, I remember at my apartment, I finally got in Los Feliz and I got one of those, um, those IMAX that, you know, the big ones, the, that's the green, it was like green space egg looking thing. And that was my computer. I was so excited about my computer. Oh, yeah. And at the yeah. same time you could message boards were starting and, and that's when that stuff was just really beginning, mm-hmm. you know, for better yeah. or worse. <laughs> Social media and all those oh, computers. Yeah. And yeah. And all that. 
Yeah. Yeah. We only have a couple minutes left before we have to run, but Nikki, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this particular episode or what about when you first, this at the end of the episode, when you first walked on to the set of deep space nine itself, were you, were you blown away by how big and intricate it was? Or were you just focused on just get through this scene and you're meeting everybody new, don't screw anything up. You know, what, what was the feeling like? Yeah. Number one, so happy to not be in the desert. So happy to be back <laughs> at the studio. Number two. Oh, you know what? I did not expect. Uh, no, the sets. I'd never seen anything like that before. I mean, just incredible. Um, and my trailer was right outside of stage four. But what I wasn't expecting were all the amazing background actors, mm. like just mm-hmm. incredible. And like everybody's in their costumes and everybody's there and everybody's doing their part. And they really make it come to life when you're, you know, on that mm-hmm. promenade and stuff that I wasn't expecting. That was a really cool surprise um, to see because that yeah. really, really adds to it yeah yeah all of a sudden everybody's crossing and people are going places and they're amazing you know yeah really amazing and so yeah that was an amazing moment to walk in and shoot that that scene at the end i just loved it and it's all come to life in front of me and and um and so fun to say those lines to wharf you know yeah and then that, that <laughs> I, I just love that moment at the very end i can't actually wait to see what's going to happen next i i my mind is spinning and i don't want any spoilers nicole because i haven't seen this show yet okay and i'm excited about these episodes so this i'm excited to see how the thing's going to play out i don't know how it's going to play out yet and i'm like i'm glad you're great. excited that's great <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, how is going to go with uh, that? Like, is she going to turn them down or is she, are they going to pick back up? I, I was wondering we'll about that. See. We'll have to see. Not very nice. Nikki, yeah. when was the last time you told somebody, no spoilers, you'll just have to see about a show that was <laughs> 24 years ago? That's okay. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. So oh, and so the, the show's coming off of net, Netflix now too, right? Yep. It is I off. Just oh, no, that. it will be off July 1st, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Okay. The end of an era, but that's, yep. we have Netflix to thank for the huge resurgence yeah. in Star that's Trek. Right. Because suddenly really everybody was like, I can watch Star Trek anytime I want, as much as yeah. I want. And Star Trek fans did. It really <laughs> made watched, a difference. They watched yeah. a lot. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Sirach, it's time for us to give our thanks to our good friends. And they are Homer Frizzell out in Walter Koenig's former apartment building in New York City. Dr. Anne-Marie Siegel in Manhattan. Eve England out in Wales. Yvette Blackman, Tom. Carmen, a.k.a. Skillet. Tim Baum, yeah. a.k.a. Grandpa One. But he's also <laughs> a.k.a. Bubbles One, apparently now. <laughs> Uh, TJ Jackson Bay out in Missouri, Bill Victor Arukin, uh, Titus Muller, Darlena Marie, John Mann, Dr. Muhammad Noor, Tierney C. Diekman, Anna Post, Rex A. Wood, Anil O. Palat, Erica Strom, Joe Balserati, Mike Gu, Stephanie Baker, DQ, Neil Akasaka, Justine Nortman Kurtzen, sorry, Justine Norton. Kurtzen. And of course, 
Dr. Susan V. Gruner. There they are, the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> the greatest people in the world. I know most of those names, I think. Recognize. I, I had a feeling you might. I was watching you when I was reading them, but I should have been watching the name, reading the names. But you were like, yep, know him, yep, know yep, her. Recognize yep, that, yep. Got it. Oh, recognize that name. <laughs> right. Oh, also one final shout out before we go. Uh, we have relaunched our audio podcast, everybody on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, there we are. We've already put up all of season one, cool. we're putting up season two. And so it's all relaunched. Uh, so we're going to be reading uh, some reviews and Dave A. Gregg on iTunes says the best Star Trek podcast. I've been a loyal T7R listener for quite a while, but after Aaron's passing, jumped into the live chats and never looked back. It's been an emotional necessity just before and during the pandemic. Aaron, Sirach, and Ryan have been shining examples of how to bring Trek community together with love and appreciation for what it is. It's more than looking at Deep Space Nine on the surface. It's the shared experiences, emotions, friendship, production background, and insights gleaned from each episode and what the characters and overall message means to fans. I can't recommend the seventh rule enough. And D Nikki DeBoer is awesome. I added that last part, but that was a great... <laughs> That was a great that was really lovely. Thanks, Dave A. Greg. Yeah, my mom writes very well. I didn't know yeah. that day. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's no, about you guys it. are well loved. It's a great show. And thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, Nicole. This is so awesome. I I, I like uh, Ryan was saying right from the beginning, you lit up the screen and we were excited to have you on and talk about this, you know, your your beginning journey in this show and and there will be more. We hope Aww. to have you back. And Happy to be here, for more. sure. For sure. Once I we find that. out what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we do yeah. really, really hope to have you back, Nikki. And we really appreciate you taking the time and your busy schedule on a completely Thank different you. coast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so My much. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Everybody at home, stick around for the free-for-all. And until then, always remember the seventh rule. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Seventh Rule with Sirach Lofton. Hey. Hello. <laughs> As you know, we are doing a review of Deep Space Nine Season 7, Episode 2, Shadows and Symbols. We are joined by people wearing... There's so many Cisco kids going on here today. Uh, we have Goldie Scott here wearing a Cisco Kid shirt from Abyssinian Kiosk. We also have Dr. Muhammad Noor wearing a Cisco Kid shirt from Abyssinian Kiosk. We also have Eve England here wearing a Cisco Kid shirt from Abyssinian Kiosk. Uh, Anil O. Palat is here wearing a shirt from Abyssinian Kiosk. I don't think it's a Cisco Kid flavor, though. No, that's an original, nice, beautiful design. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, we also have Homer Frizzell wearing Ferengi eyes. You can get yours Frizzy. at teespring.com slash seventh rule. We got Grandpa One wearing his James Bond shirt. Bubbles. <laughs> 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 
And uh, Melissa Longo is here wearing a cool shirt as well. Oh, there it is. It's a Melissa Longo creation. Mm-hmm. Walking art made by Melissa.com. Wow. We're severely underdressed, Rock. All right. I see. Scott's got a color that I haven't seen either. Was that like a tan color? Or a... It's kind of like an army green with the white. Army green with the yeah, white. Yeah, I love this. is my favorite green probably of all time. I like that. All right. Well, let's have some fun, shall we? Uh, Dr. Muhammad Noor, have you seen this episode recently? And if so, what did you think? I did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it uh, maybe about four or five days ago, just in preparation for this discussion. It was really good. I made one mistake. I didn't rewatch the one before it, and I just jumped right oh. into that one. So I was a little, <laughs> I was a little off kilter then going in there. But I, I, I had a quick, a uh, few quick looks at Memory Alpha to remind myself, like, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I see what's happening. But yeah, I thought it was very well done. I mean, it was a great introduction to Esri. And it was interesting how the word destiny kept on coming up. Like, you know, uh, you're fulfilling your destiny, Benjamin, and like uh, uh, Esri from the USS Destiny. So it seems like a good theme for what's going on for the rest of the season. But I really enjoyed it a great deal. I didn't even catch the USS Destiny. Good catch. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, did you guys get the, uh, I think there was one Nam this episode. Did you guys catch it? One non-appearance mention. Dadzia. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make it seem like it was sneaky, but it's not. It was all over the episode. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Well, uh, there would have been other NAMs as well, because I think we saw some of the previous hosts by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they named all of the previous hosts, but I was like, I'm not writing all that down. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but, but yes, you're right. I think they named them all. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the episode, Homer? I liked it a lot. Um, I, I, I was getting warm and uh, parched when they were walking through the <laughs> desert, and I was like, oh, "Man, I'm like, is Must that been the right outfit to be wearing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a nitpick for later. Ooh. Um, but I, I enjoyed this episode a lot. It, it zipped along. It was uh, fun. Yeah. You're also wearing possibly the coolest hat of all time. Yeah. Have I shown you the back of this hat before? No. I haven't. Think well, so. it, it'll come through as backwards, but I'll do it anyway, because I think you'll be able to figure it out. Oh, oh it says, everybody just listen yeah. to me. It just says Nog on the yeah. back. That's brilliant. That's nice. Take me out to the hollow suite. Yes. Exactly. So good. Yeah. So good. I love this hat. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Eve England out in Wales, who's already dreading the World Cup because she's worried that England and USA will go on in her group and leave Wales behind. Um, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I think as everyone says, it's, it's very, there's a lot going on. And I was kind of trying to think of, you know, what I wanted to sort of highlight. But I was, I found some interesting facts in the companion because it's just full of those. And what I just thought I'd share with everyone is it was all about the um, the hospital wall. So when Benny Russell is mm-hmm. is in the hospital scenes. So apparently the script just called for, um, walls covered with intricate writing. So apparently that's all they had to go with. Um, and they 
obviously knew that they couldn't have the, the camera focused too much on the screen because they knew people would try to see if they've actually written the whole of the Deep Space Nine story on the wall for the episode, yes. which see they didn't. But they were trying to work out how to do it. And um, Michael Okuda said they, so instead of just using some sort of computer rendition of some text, they actually did get the whole art department to physically write with, with uh. on the wall. And they're thinking, well, you know, we've got to write something. They knew they had to have words like Odo and space, you know, DS9 and things like that to sort of pop out of it. But what they what they decided to do, they had a really early draft of the companion. So they just picked out different episode synopsis from from the companion to get everyone to write on the wall. And they it doesn't it doesn't say they can't remember which precise episodes they used, but they definitely used um, the the triples episodes. So that was one that nice. they definitely used. So I just thought that was really cool that they actually took the time to act. But they had to get the whole team because they said it was just taking ages. And they tried to use um, Avery's handwriting to copy this sort of style, but they said it uh, it didn't they, they they didn't have time to do that. But they said it worked pretty well that it wasn't too far off his writing. But I just thought that was really cool thinking of all those poor guys having to write on that wall. What so, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Cause I thought about that too. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, somebody has to write all of that. And writing on a wall is harder. Writing, you know, on like a vertical yeah. space is a lot harder than writing down. Like it's actually not easy. Uh, however, somebody is easy like Sunday morning and it's Anil O'Palat. How are you today, <laughs> Anil? Good. Um, yeah, I, I really like this episode because they were able to work in the whole cast, which is, uh, you know, not easy. I, it was, there's so many characters, but, um, and I love the scenes at the, the psych ward. It's cause you don't like when I first watched it, I was like, is this real? Wait, is the show not real anymore? Is, the, <laughs> is Benny Russell? Like, is that the real, like, it's so confusing, which is how Cisco feels. And, and I, I, I love the way they did it because it puts you in that, like, I don't know what's real anymore. Um, so yeah, it was great. Mm. Yeah. When they cut to the Benny Russell thing, personally, I'd forgotten about that until it, it happened. I was like, Oh, where did that come from? Sirak? Mm. we didn't talk too much about that. What did you think when the Benny Russell thing popped up? Did you, was it confusing or were you just like, okay, all right, let's see where this goes. Um, I thought it was a great callback, actually, because because of uh, how much I like Far Beyond the Stars. Mm -hmm. And just that little bit of a callback I thought was fantastic. It was good to see uh, Casey Biggs playing the like the psych ward doctor. And I don't think he played that in the original Far Beyond the Stars. I thought he played uh, a different character. I don't think he was in it at all. He's not, yeah. he's not in it at all, is he? He's either not in it or he's in the office. But yeah, he definitely wasn't the psych ward guy. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great callback. It, um, it made me think a little bit of what Anil just said about what's real, you know? And it actually reminded me of Ira saying that the whole DS9 was basically coming out of Benny Russell's head and, and he wanted to end it, end the show kind of on that type of note. And yeah. the, the argument he had with Rick Berman about that idea, not flying with Rick. 
So I thought of all of this. So I think this is um, Ira's way of shoving that in there a little bit and inserting <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, just to make you think, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? Is Betty Russell really dreaming all this stuff up? Um, and then the other thing I thought about was the point that Eve, when you just made about the writing on the wall, there was a moment when I was watching and I was thinking, should I pause this and try to read what's on the wall? And then I thought, that's going too far. I don't want to go that far. But the thought came across my mind, though. So mm. it's interesting that, that just in case I wanted to, they had already prepared that for <laughs> just for that, you know, inevitability, perhaps. So I thought that was great. Yeah, you could tell that there were actual real sentences in there. You could see mm -hmm. names, you could see things that you recognize, like what Eve was saying. Um, Goldu Scott, Scott Jensen, also wearing a cool hat. What do you think of this episode? You were saying that this is one of your least favorites, right? Oh, was that what I was saying? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I say a lot of things, so it could have slipped in there at some point. <laughs> I had two spots that I hadn't recognized earlier that I feel like I should definitely call out, and that was Kira punking out like an entire fleet, and uh, more, more importantly, scaring Ross. That was probably the most important thing. If you see Admiral Ross, this man has been through so much. You know what? I'm going to bat for her because I'm scared right now. Um, I loved that part, and I also kind of like what Sirach was and Anil were just talking about is that I love that they brought up the the Benny Russell thing again, and also that it was tied up because there's been some other shows where they've done that. Is it all a dream or is it all not? And then they never talk about it again. So mm -hmm. then you got all those uh, fan people later on saying it was all definitely a dream. It was in a snow globe. It was. Buffy's crazy and she dreamed the whole thing up, you know, that whole thing. So <laughs> happy that had a nice little, little, little bow tied up on it. And also, man, this is a, this is a great introductory uh, introduction to Esri. Yeah. Like the entire, how my, the, the, I didn't, I didn't catch it, you know, in all the other times, but when they were like, oh no, we're going to Tyree. And Jake's like, oh no, you don't understand. And she just goes, all right, cool. I'll go too. Like, didn't even think about it. Just did, didn't even take the time to slow down, just jumped right into it. And yeah, it was it was a testament to her character being incredibly insecure and also willing to just dive in at the same time, which that's a, a balance that happens with a lot of people that that feel that. So <laughs> now, Scott, Homer uh, put in the chat, no Buffy spoilers, please. Mm -hmm. So, OK, I'll, I'll, I won't I definitely won't text them all to you then, Homer. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Why don't GDS. we start a podcast about Buffy, man? We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. It could be my first watch. Yeah, I've never seen it. James loves yeah. it. I've seen it. Yeah. But I have your I just people get in touch with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll have them talk to you. Send an email. How about Bubbles, the vampire slayer? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Tim, have you seen this episode recently? Did you love it? Yes. Uh, I saw it uh, a couple hours ago again, and nice. I did love it. Um, one of the things that stood out, and I remember first time I ever saw this episode, there was a movie in 1982, Joe Clayburgh was in it, I'm Dancing as Fast as I Can. And it was based on a true story of a um, screenwriter that was coming off Valium Addiction. But she did that whole solve the world's problems by writing all over the wall when she was going through withdrawal. And for some reason, that just reminded me of that, that, that whole movie from back then. Hmm. Um, I did like the secondary storyline with uh, Kira. Uh, 
you know, it's like, oh, we're going to get our ass kicked, but I'm still going to bluff to the end. <laughs> yeah. He was almost sort of like, it, today's a good day to die. So, um, well, and oh, it was going, well, I thought it'd last longer than this, but what the hell, you know? <laughs> Odo didn't seem too excited about the, uh, about her, her bravery, yeah. right? At first he was gung-ho, well, but then he, he, at first he was. <laughs> yeah well he's kind of like you know i guess if you're gonna go down we're gonna go down together so might as well go with you so um but uh you know i i thought uh it was a great introduction to esri and also yeah it it really defined the whole necessary uh you know it's like uh he comes to the realization i was picked to be emissary before i was ever born so regardless, my whole life was leading up to ending up at Deep Space Nine in the wormhole. Uh, and then we came up with that realization. And I did like the little scene where he's like, you use my mother's body and then you abandon her. Mm -hmm. And she realized, I don't love this guy, so I'm leaving. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a dig. It's like, you know, what you did yeah. to my dad doing that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a great introduction to the, the final season and how the whole emissary and religious aspect plays out. So that's yeah, a little dark. Yeah, that that little aspect yeah. there was was pretty dark where you're like, wow, that's. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> that is hardcore. Yeah, it, it was. And uh, but uh, yeah, very good episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa Longo, did you think this was a great episode? Is right. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it was a great episode. I, I really liked a lot of different elements uh, from it. All three storylines that were going on at the same time I was invested in. Um, I, I loved Quark responses to everything <laughs> especially when he says uh, take me out of the oven Mookie I'm cooked <laughs> so funny <laughs> um, and then um, but my favorite line was uh, when Kira tells the senator that she's not dead yet <laughs> so <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like that's my girl. <laughs> um, and and I and I like how how the orb of the emissary was kind of like Excalibur, and it was meant only for yeah. Benjamin. That was pretty awesome. Um, and I thought it was pretty brave of Jake to get so close to somebody who had just exploded all over the console. Um, and then <laughs> because she gets space sick and she's not off the ship yet. So there's a chance for her to explode again. Disgusting. <laughs> Very brave of you. You imagine this, Mel. <laughs> Gross, but Cisco's really... are made of sterner stuff. <laughs> Than me. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but it was a great um great episode and i was sad to read that this was brock peter's last episode in the series yeah which makes me sad that's because they asked him to 
walk some more sand dunes. And he said, you know what? He's like, done. I'm done. I'm done walking in the desert. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. That's like lethal weapon, right? Is that that? I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you were, I mean, did you guys have that thought too when you saw him climbing up? Oh, like, why did they bring yeah. Joseph along? This is not like the, you know, it's not like a casual hike. He's way too old to be doing this. I, I thought it was too, it was almost like elder abuse. Almost. I, I did read that Ira <laughs> wanted him there to keep the family together. I did read that online that, that they well, that were like, in like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does say that. In the company, but it, it does I mean, say we're worried about just saying, I'll wait well. for you over here by this tree with this water or something. You know, yeah, just like, like I'll, I'll meet you over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you find I, it, I think down that there. it says more towards uh, Joseph Sisko's character because he would have gone along with Ben to, on this quest with him. Uh, I don't think he would have stayed behind. Mm -hmm. But they should have given him sunglasses and a oh, mask. Yeah. hoverboard. And yeah. then that way you could just Michael use a, had a, a hoverboard. body. Yeah. Just saying. lemonade with an umbrella on top of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Malibu Melissa rum. Mentioned, Melissa mentioned one, uh, one Nam that we missed, which is Moogie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Moogie. I did miss that. Actually, I guess in that regard, you could also say that when he said Worf, son of Keldar. Didn't say mm -hmm. Keldar. <laughs> Poor Keldar. At that point, you could add in Mike Hammer and and uh, the Costumogen no. too. No, no. <laughs> Get him, Homer. I've seen Costumogen. No, actually, Homer. Before we go, you've got a nitpick for us too, right? Uh oh, I do. Nice. Um, and it's it's an observation. If I had a a certain task to perform, but I would think in that day and age they would have had better shovels. And if you knew you had to <laughs> dig. Why wouldn't, why would you get like a, a military issue one? I understand Starfleet maybe he was, but there's no money. So he could have gotten a good one or maybe one that was like telescoping or something like a phaser. So you don't even have to be digging around. The uh, related one is that if I'm digging a hole, the Cisco is not at the top of my list because he's just flailing sand all over the place. Yeah, those are solid. It was extreme. Yeah. He was more stirring the sand, like just beam the sand out. Just get it out of here. You see, the shovel said, has reached the maximum level of advancement in its uh, development it's, and evolution. Yeah. It's like the spoon in Star Trek as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. if it ain't broke, you know, it's like the wheel. It's just it's perfectly. It's perfectly done like it is. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of perfectly done, I think that's about it for us, everybody. Uh, yeah. We're like the wheel. We're 360 degrees of perfection. Um, <laughs> why is that funny? That's that's good. I may use that. <laughs> that's, uh, just, yeah. All right. Uh, we want to give a very special thanks to Homer, Muhammad, Eve, Anil, Goldu Scott, Grandpa One, and Melissa for Sirach Lofton and myself and Mr. Aaron Eisenberg. Want to thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next time. Until then, however, always remember the seventh rule. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.